This is the Catalyst Podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 6, Episode 8. Cultivating a Global Mindset, Island. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Catalyst Podcast. So I hope you've been enjoying the episodes I've been making. We're focusing on how to cultivate a global mindset and awareness of different countries, different types of people and how that can all help to combine in your mind and your conceptual understanding of our world family of 8 billion people and help your business globally and yourself as a person. So I'd like to say a huge thank you to our sponsors, the Masterclass Sessions. Click on the link in the show notes if you'd like to book on the next Masterclass Session. And I did one recently on my second book, Loving Leadership, and it went down very well. I was very grateful for the opportunity. If you like to listen to his podcast in Spanish, if you're a native Spanish speaker, Comedia Pala Biaje is the Spanish um, version of this podcast. They're slightly shorter because I'm still learning. But if you prefer to listen to these in Spanish, you can uh, click on the link for that. And my latest book, as I mentioned, Loving Leadership, is out now. So again, just click on the link in the show notes if you'd like to get yourself a copy of that. And next episode, we will be announcing the winner of our competition that we have throughout the season. So if you'd like to have a whole year subscription to Masterclass sessions, over 24 recordings, as well as 12 months of live sessions to attend completely free, just click on the link in the show notes to um, book yourself on the next one. Or you can send me a message to michael at catahollis.co.uk or comment on social media, something that you enjoyed from the episodes, you get entered into a draw, and then next episode I'll be pulling out the winner, and you get a whole year's worth of subscription to Masterclass Sessions. My good friend Mike Morgan of Diamond Theory Clothing uh, won the last competition, I was very happy to win that. So if you like that to be you, just follow those steps. So Ireland is a country that is very dear to my heart, and if you've listened to the previous episodes, you know all these countries I've been to, and I've travelled of course to Ireland as well, um, but I wanted, wanted to take a slightly different approach with today's episode because it is so dear to me and Ireland and its people are literally my family and so close to my heart and it's such a big factor in an influence in who I am. And so I will be talking a little bit about Ireland as a country and about Ireland as, as people. But if you listen to the last episode when I was talking about Italy, I think it's very important to stay away from stereotypes, generic sweeps saying all people from this country are like that because most countries have millions of people if not more. So I want to talk today about Ireland and how it's helped to influence my global mindset, my ability to be aware of different countries, how that's impacted my thinking very much on a personal level from my own family experience. So I will make mention to the country of Ireland and it's an amazing place, uh, it's well worth visiting. Um, but I want to talk a bit more personally so my mother is English and my father is Irish. So my father came across to England when he was 17 without a penny to his name in the 1970s. I love telling this story. And he came across, as a lot of people did, to, to work and he settled in England. He's very happy living in England. And so half my family are Irish, right? So uh, my father's whole family are Irish. And I wanted to focus today on my experience through my father and, and what he's taught me about Irish culture, as well as my family and my uncles and my nephews and nieces and cousins, in relation to how that's inspired and benefited me as a person. So I'm not sorry, I'm not going to be talking about Guinness or leprechauns or any of those kind of stereotypes. I want to be very respectful and I want to do my best to humbly try and give you a bit of information on this, this amazing country. Um, 
and its great heritage and its great culture. So as I've said before, especially in the last episode about Italy, I'm only touching on the surface here. Ireland is a very old country with a rich heritage going back over a thousand years. And so these are just some small things from me, right, from someone with very short lived experience. But hopefully I can point you in the direction of some people and resources and things where you think, yeah, I'm going to check that out and it can help you to grow in awareness as it has with me. So the first thing that I'd like to mention in relation to Ireland, how it's helped grow my thinking, are the Irish writers. Ireland has a very rich history, cultural history of amazing writers. And I'd like to tell you about a couple of my favourite ones and a little bit about when I went to Dublin and visited my Uncle Brian. So I'm going to mention two of my favourite writers. If you've listened to any of these podcasts, I mentioned him so many times. John O'Donoghue uh, and another one called Oscar Wilde. So I'll give you a quick story. When I went to Dublin to visit my Uncle Brian, and straight away he said, I'm not taking to normal places, Mike. You're not a tourist here. You know, I'm going to show you proper places. We're going to go to the Film Institute. We're going to go to all these different places. I'm going to say about the writers. So if we go to Oscar Wilde first, um, he showed me around these these areas around Trinity College in Dublin and and all these statues and this, this area where the writers used to live and work. And he said, and he taught me, Uncle Brian, that there was such a rich plethora of Irish writers around kind of like the 1900s, 1880s onwards, um, that there used to be a phrase in Ireland, which is the English invented the English language and the Irish improved it. <laughs> and he was, he was half joking with this, but it was a, a phrase and a joke around the time because there was such good writers um, from Ireland and Oscar Wilde, I'll never forget, there's a statue of him in this park and a lot of statues you see, don't you? They're, they're stood up really strong or in these powerful positions. <laughs> Oscar Wilde wasn't like that. He was lying. I can still see it. He was lying kind of like sideways with his hand on the side of his head, like he lie on top of a piano, you know? And if you don't know Oscar Wilde as a writer, just make sure to check him out. Um, he's He was an incredible writer for seeing through the kind of the facade of life to what's really going on. So I've got a great quote that I think is so helpful in relation to relationships, but it's also very useful in relation to business, which is, quote, nowadays... People know the price of everything and the value of nothing. People know the price of everything and the value of nothing. And he wrote that in the 1890s. You could just as easily say, oh, that's so true on social media. That's so true online with our relationships. You know, do we know the price of our services and our products? But do we know the value of our relationships? Right. That's that hit me between the eyes that quote it's a brilliant one and i'd recommend there's so many things he wrote but check out the book the picture of dorian gray it's about a young man who wants to be shall we say the best version of himself and it's just just let me i'll just leave it at that it's well worth reading it's only short and it's a superb book so oscar wilde is 100 one of my favorite irish writers just to start with and john o'donoghue i've mentioned so many times and i'll come back to john o'donoghue again towards the end but John O'Donoghue, if you, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, was an Irish poet and a mystic and a Catholic priest and a writer, all sorts of incredible things. And John O'Donoghue helped me to understand uh, the very Celtic spirituality, but because before Ireland was a Christian country, it was a Celtic country, and Celtic spirituality was all about being in love with the land, the natural landscape of, of the world and its rivers and its mountains. And he weaved very seamlessly and very beautifully the Celtic love of the land with the Catholic understanding of God in all things. 
and he wrote so many beautiful things. I would 100% recommend you reading his book, Anamkara, which means soul friend. And he, he posits this incredible idea of friendship between souls with no limits, transcending time and imagination and space. And to have those deep relationships. And there's so many things that he, he said. But I wanted to just read you from memory, because I've memorised it. One of his blessings, because he was a priest, um, one of the things he said about work because a lot of people sometimes find work can be meaningless or painful or laborious or tedious or hard work. But what I've learned, especially if you run your own business, is the meaning that your work has is everything. So if it's meaningful to you and you see it in a way that adds up to something, you can do anything. And so he has a beautiful blessing for work. And he says, may the light of your soul bless your work with love and warmth of heart. May you see in what you do the beauty of your soul. May your soul release wellsprings of refreshment, excitement, and inspiration. That's how that guy thought about work. Can you imagine how he thought about other things? So that's from his book of blessings. But just check out anything from John O'Donoghue. So two completely different writers to just show you the breadth and the depth of Irish writers. Incredible people. And there's also ones I haven't really gone into. James Joyce, WB Yeats, Samuel Beckett. Incredible writers, men and women who really thought about life and understood things. And to me, a good writer can help show a mirror to you through their words. And you think, yeah, I see something of my life in that. The second thing that I've learned through having Irish family is if you have a family member who's from another country to the country you live in, or you know, if you have parents from different countries, you've got a real amazing thing in your life there. You've got something that someone, say, with parents from one country doesn't have access to. I'd encourage you to explore that, explore your heritage, visit the country. You'll see it completely differently to if you are a tourist, because obviously I'm English, I live in England, but having Irish family, when I go to Ireland, when I see my Irish family, you're not treated as a tourist, because even though you're a visitor, you know, they're family. And, you know, when I went to see my Uncle Brian, Uncle John, and my cousin Patrick, they taught me so much in such a welcoming lovely way if you listen to the episode about Romania we talked about hospitality well the hospitality you'll be afforded you know visiting countries where you have family members is huge and you get access to all these things that you wouldn't ever see if you were just visiting it could be a small thing like I remember my cousin Patrick tell me how Irish schools are different to English schools when I was a teacher or it could be my uncle Brian taking me on this guided tour of Dublin and showing me all these places I'd, I'd never normally seen so explore that explore the heritage. I've been trying to learn Irish Gaelic and the language is it's like a thousand years old. It's one of the oldest languages. I don't learn this language to try and be a certain way. I learn it because my father used to speak it and he understands it. It helps me to grow closer to him and there's something shared when you speak a language and eat the food and visit a place of a, of a country and even more so when you have a family member. So just try that out. You know, If you have a family member, could be a parent or it could be anybody, who is from a different country, going to that country and meeting your family members can do massive things for growing your awareness. And I remember the first time I visited, and it was just, I just remember thinking, why don't I do this more? <laughs> why, why am I not here more? I, I love this place. I love these people. I should be here more, you know? So it's a beautiful treasure that you have access to, and you don't have to pay anything for it. It's just waiting for you if you have family members from different countries you know, and do wonders for opening up your mind and seeing life from their point of view. The third way 
that Ireland has really influenced me as a person. And this has grown stronger as I've gotten older and helped me to try and understand people and understand people not just from different countries, but from different times, different eras of life is through Irish music. So quick story, we have a family band. So me and my dad and my brother and sometimes my uncle Desmond as well, we play uh, music in a band together and we've done this for 20 years. We were originally called Dagda, which is apparently means spirit of the forest in Gaelic. That's what they told me, but I don't know if it does. And then we just became the Quigleys. And we started off playing these Irish folk music songs. So to be honest, when we first started playing them, I didn't enjoy them as much because they're quite simple songs. They're just three or four chords. The timing is slightly different to pop music. And to be honest, some of them are quite hard to play because the timing is, is not quite the same as, as traditional kind of rock-based, blues-based music because some of these songs are over 100 to 150 years old. But as I've gotten older and I've grown in maturity and understanding of music and of people, I really appreciate and enjoy these Irish folk songs. And we play all sorts of different music in the band now, but we do play these songs, and especially for St. Patrick's Day recently, um, definitely this year, we played um, music gigs in pubs, you know, for people. And people love Irish songs, very famous ones, Danny Boyle, Wild Rover, Fields of Athenry, Whiskey in the Jar. And these are great tunes, they're great rebel rousers, and they're great, you know, get people sing along. But I like the songs that are, the quieter songs, the lesser known songs. And I can see now the images in my mind as we've practiced these songs. And we look at the music and the sheet music and they have these old black and white photos. And some of these photos are over 100 years old. And I, I used to ask my, my dad growing up and Uncle Des, what, what's this picture? What's that guy doing? What's she doing? What's this all about? And there's songs about famine and poverty and going off to war and heartbreak and the relationship between England and Ireland, which has, you know, a very complicated history going back hundreds of years. And so, as well as providing so much joy through playing these Irish songs for people and, and having a really good time, these songs have also done something to teach me more about the human condition in a way that I haven't really experienced in pop music and, and some of the other types of music that I like to listen to and play. Some of these songs have incredible soul to them in a happy and sad way, when I play these songs, when we play these songs together, it's like going back in time, just getting a little glimpse, just a little bit through the words and through the, the tone and the melody and the way we sing of what life might have been like in Ireland for some of these people. So I thought I'd play a little example of one, just a little one for you. Um, this is a song called Bunch of Time. Obviously time is a herb, but it's also a play on words. Again, Irish writers, it's a play on words because obviously time can mean time chronologically. So I'd like to just play a little bit for you now. Come all ye maidens, young and fair All you who are blooming your pride so always beware and keep your garden fair let no man steal away your time for time it is a precious thing 
And time brings all things to my mind And time with all its flares Along with all its joys And time brings all things to my mind So I hope you like that we do requests <laughs> and those songs are beautiful and as I've gotten older I'm really interested in what was the writer of that song thinking what was their life like can I try and understand a little bit about them and the final thing that Irish culture and Irish heritage and, and family who Irish have taught me if you have two parents especially from two different countries then you're drawing who you are from two places rather than one. And it helped me to realise that there is no one standard, normal way of being a human being, right? There is no one country that's normal and the standard and everything else is different. And I didn't even realise that until I got a bit older. And I remember one of my friend's mothers saying, oh, I love your father's Irish accent. Such a soft, lovely accent. And I thought, at the time, I remember I was thinking, it's like 10. I thought, he doesn't have, my dad doesn't have an accent at all. Don't we think that? If we think, we don't have accents, other people have accents. And I went back and listened to him, and I was like, oh yeah, he does. I can hear it a little bit. <laughs> and now I, I listen to him, I think, yeah, of course he does. Why well, couldn't I hear it before? I didn't hear it before, because it was just normal to me. Get it? It's helped to really understand, as, as Celtic spirituality, Irish Celtic spirituality, has helped me to see that we're all part of one thing. One living family, one global culture, you know, one, one nature, and who you are is a combination of your parents. Just let that sink in. You're not made in a factory. You're a combination of two people, and they're a combination of two people, and they're a combination of two people, and going back and back and back. And really, if you think of it in that way, the global reality of immigration and, and people and growing up in different places is actually the norm if you go back hundreds of years, you know? I'd recommend checking out Celtic spirituality. I think it has a lot to offer ourselves both in relation to how we treat the natural environment, how we understand ourselves beyond what we can see and hear, and also how we do business together and how well we treat each other. And I got that from Jenna Donahue and my father and from Ireland. Hope that's been helpful for you. Hope you've enjoyed it. Again, you can see it's just a little glimpse, isn't it, into this incredible country. Um, if you get the chance to go to Ireland, just go. It's very special as of gotten older, taking the time to appreciate, you know, the impact of different countries and different cultures in your family can have on you as a person. And I'm very humble and very grateful to have Irish family and especially to my father. So until we speak again, just check out somebody, check out Oscar Wilde, you know, check out one of those Irish writers, maybe listen to some Irish folk music or, or Celtic spirituality, explore that a little bit and try something. Maybe it's helped you to reflect a little bit on your family and your culture and, and maybe you have family from different countries and just run with that a little bit. And even if you don't, just know that right now, just as you are, somebody loves you very, very much. Okay, as they say in Gaelic, go ride my ogot, slang of hoy. Take care and speak soon. So I've got some great positive facts for you about Ireland. Did you know Halloween 
love Halloween, don't we? Halloween originated in Ireland. And the language, the language of Gaelic, Irish Gaelic, is one of the oldest languages. It's older than England. And the symbol of Ireland is not the shamrock. It's the harp.